0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's settled. He's got him. He's got him.
2: And welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. And like always, we've got plenty of cricket goodness to talk about. Uh, I'd first like to introduce both of my co-hosts. I'm here joined by Glenn. How are you, Glenn? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Had a late night last night. So yeah, watching yeah. the uh, the one of the T20s. We'll talk about in a moment. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm rallying. I've got got my podcast. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. And of course, joined by the other Aaron. How are you, Aaron? I'm well. How is everyone? Good. Good, 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 good. We've got uh, got so much cricket to talk about. We've had the, the Chapel Hadley series. We're going to bring that up. Uh, Australia started their T20 series against India overnight and that was a crackerjack game. Our own personal cricket seasons are just around the corner so there's plenty for us to get excited about. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't get rained out, yeah, oh, yeah. we can
0: actually get
2: on the field. <laughs> it has been raining... Yeah. So and an aqua balls. cricket. Aqua yeah. cricket is what we're going to be playing at this point.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and if you were joining this podcast because you have uh, been sort of oversaturated with uh, noise, uh, all the reports of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's passing, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you because we're going to do a small tribute to um, Her Majesty later on in the episode where we're going to select an 11 uh, not necessarily based on pure statistical merit, but just who we have preference of the cricketers that have been knighted uh, during Elizabeth's reign, so from 1951 onwards. So we're just, uh, just a bit of the end, just a bit of a, a tip of the hat to uh, a monarch that has been, uh, was in service for over 70 years and oversaw quite a number of amazing cricketers. Mm. When you think about how many great cricketers have been playing from 1951 onwards, that's... Uh, yeah, it's quite cool. a fair list. Have a look. Yeah. Have a go and have a look at Wikipedia,
1: folks. <laughs> yeah. Some, of, the, some the, of those numbers some, are crazy, yeah, and, and some of the names that are sitting in that list, and you just go, "Wow, yeah, he was really good." Yeah, yeah. there he are, he are some really good too. very, <laughs> very
2: special players that have uh, been given the honour of being knighted by Her Majesty, or by the Governor-General. Uh, the Governor the Generals representatives
1: of Her Majesty in their various countries. Um, before anybody jumps up and down, it's not actually Her Majesty sometimes who taps you on the shoulder. It will be the Governor-General the representative
2: of, of Her Majesty in your so particular they, they're country. They're both bestowed the, the, the same honour. Yeah. Uh, and we should highlight before anyone jumps down this because we that's the nature of picking 11th. We know this, that, uh, oh, you missed this player, you missed this player, you missed this player. How could you say that this player is better than that player? Um, this is all very peaceful. It's all just a bit of a, we're just a bit of fun and games. We're just picking a preference, so just who we prefer. So yeah. um, for those of you that get to the end of the podcast go. I cannot believe they didn't pick, so da-da-da, we're not saying that any one of we're, those players We're is, taking a bit of a lighter approach yeah, to this. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah. nice chill. Than our
0: regular 11 yeah.
2: sort of like... Yes, they're, the, they're, the research yeah.
0: has
1: consisted of about, oh, I don't know...
2: Just some common knowledge in yeah, about twenty knowledge minutes knowledge on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, about fifteen minutes on Wikipedia,
2: yeah,
1: and a couple of debates yeah. amongst
2: ourselves. How stat wasn't wasn't uh, no, wasn't wasn't, wasn't your open for this one? So yeah. Uh, just yeah, just heading that argument off uh, before it gets going. If you're expecting some spirited debate about arguing which player was better than which player, that's not it. We've just uh, we've looked at the the knights that are available to represent our side, and we've just picked an eleven from from those ones that were knighted during her reign. And if they're not,
0: uh, you can just call them Sir Not Appearing in This Team. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Well done.
2: Um, All right, so before uh, before we jump into the rest of it, let's just have a a quick chat about um, that T20 last night. I stayed up and watched almost all of it, but I had to go to work. So the game was... Had swung back India's way. I went to bed uh, when uh, Inglis was dismissed. Uh, so I missed all the fireworks, or missed all the fireworks live of Matthew Wade coming in and, and yeah. getting us home a la the T20 World Cup. Yeah, pretty spectacular. But um, I saw everything else, and boy, what a game of cricket. Um, Hardik Panya and KL Rahul were I must have fantastic I, for I India. Do, I do
1: like watching KL Rahul, though. He's good to watch. He, he is so elegant, man. He and The timing of the guy, you know. Um, and Hardik Panya, I mean, now he's back bowling again. He really does come into the conversation
2: as one of the best T20 all-rounders in the world. What I find very impressive about Hardik Panya is how hard he hits the ball, but low. Yes. So, like, like he doesn't wow. have to go up and over to get yeah. real powerful hits. He can just, mm. like, yeah. trace a bullet along the yeah. ground.
1: Well, you hit, hit a six... Last night, and it probably only went maybe twenty feet in the air, and it went <laughs> like a missile.
0: It's probably good that they have those big fences yeah, around. Yeah, I the was gonna say missile.
2: Not, all, not would have been sitting in the crowd when that was coming over the fence. Yeah. Um, so, what did we think of, of the side? So, uh, Tim David obviously made his debut. Uh, we left some key guns at home, so Warner and Stoyness and Marsh didn't go across. So, we I mm-hmm. uh, we went with a lineup of uh, Finch and Green, Cameron Green. He's beginning, you know, continuing his rise. He uh, he opened the batting. I believe we actually spoke about this, Aaron, while we were at work. We I did. actually postulated that potentially Cam Green might end up being a. Or I, I said he should be top four batsman in both limited overs formats. But yeah. uh, even floated the idea of him being a Watson clone at the top.
1: Yeah. What do we um, think of his innings? I was
2: actually thinking of that
1: when when I um. Seen the scores, I looked at the scores and Cam Green's open. I thought, oh, that would have pleased somebody I know. <laughs> and uh, when you have seen the innings that he played, oh, you'd
2: have every right he, to be pleased. Umesh it was Yadav four, four straight boundaries in his first over against Umesh Yadav, and he like he bullied yeah. uh, a guy that was hitting one forty-five kilometers per hour, and it was yeah. he bullied him. He just yeah. cross batting him back down the ground. It was just. Yeah. And got out and played some really great slog sweep shots to the spinners. Like yeah. I, I thought he was on for a hundred. Like yeah. debut game opening the batting, he's going to knock over a hundred. Yeah. Um, it was probably a little bit
1: lucky how, unlucky how he got out too. He it was just you know that ball hits maybe another centimetre up the up the blade. That's going for six as well. Yeah. it was just in that part of the bat where it's not quite middle and it's not quite toe.
2: I do think we misused him a little, giving him the twentieth over. I so think that we, was
1: a miscalculation, personally. So uh, I'm I think not, somebody got their their over counts wrong. Mm, that yeah. would be my so, guess on that. You know,
0: there's Green who shouldn't be bowling the last over, and Sean Abbott. Nah. <laughs> Look, I, I personally although well, Abbott's been in great form, I just remember those, um, those Oh, yeah, the, games the three
2: sixes was. in a row from uh, Travis Head to get him the yeah, win and yeah. the his hundred. Yeah, 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 that was a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, I'm not sure where we go with the
2: in the in the death overs at the moment. I, I must admit, Nathan. I, I Ellis think you was, did like you, Ellis. Ellis impressive. Ellis, really, really, uh, Ellis is a is a death over bowler in the Big Bash, um, uh, and you've got Hazelwood and Cummins. Like those are got they like, they needed to find a way to keep yeah. an over. Oh, was so one of them needed to get greens overs out of the Because He only bowled the three. He bowled yeah. three, and Maxwell bowled four, and that was yeah. their fifth bowl. And everyone else bowled the four overs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a it was a ground where you were going to score runs. That was an absolute highway. the The dimensions weren't very big, so yeah, and it was so fast on that outfield. Like anything that was getting through the ring was almost unless it was straight to the field, it was going for four. Like mm. what well, it was ridiculously fast. Um. So, yeah, I just it was a misstep, I feel, that we shouldn't put Green in that position. I don't think he did too much wrong. You could see that he was trying to change things up, but just Panji was just, he was locked in. He was, he was in boundaries. He's probably
1: the last person you want to be bowling to when he's going like that as well in that last over because he doesn't care. He's going to try and put you over the fence every
0: Well, they they might just be trying um, different
1: roles as well. I've got no doubt there's an element of experimentation going on at the moment. I'm not sure that... I would have thought that that if you're going to be
2: experimenting, though, surely the experiment would be... Like, you know what Hayeswood offers, you know what Cummins offers. Those guys have been around for an age, they're locked in, they'll be there. Surely then you'd be thinking, Ellis does this job for... The BBL. BBL. We keep one up our sleeve to get it, get us out of that because yeah. uh, you've yeah. got to come up with two. You need the 19th yeah. and 20th overs. So, yeah. you, you, so either Cummins or Hazlewood gets the 19th, and then you give it like you it shouldn't be Green. Green nah. is not that bowler yet. Like nah, he,
1: no. and I, I, I mean, I see down the track he will be. But let him develop his skill set a little bit first. I mean, he's played bugger all t twenty cricket, mm-hmm. and then in, re, in reality, he's played
0: very limited, limited overs cricket. Well, I mean, he's yeah. only been
1: on the scene for maybe he, two, game two, or three is,
0: years. He hits the pitch hard and yeah. hits a good length. Yeah, a, on a road like that, that's just. Yeah. Hitting, I just, I just don't see pitch, that's, uh, me.
2: that's something yeah. that you shouldn't be trying to plan for for Cameron Green. What you want from Cameron Green is what he did with the bat, yeah. and him to give you anywhere between one and four overs. In a yeah. T20, where he doesn't go for an eleven, and maybe uses the extra bounce and pace, jag for your wickets. He's a guy you put through the middle overs, yeah. trying, to trying to ruffle up the middle yeah. order. He, or maybe, maybe if it's a bouncy deck, you consider the new ball because because of his height. But yeah. he, he hasn't shown anything to me that says that he's got the the armory that he no, needs to I be able to bowl. I don't think. He Whereas does. that's all Nathan Ellis does. He's got yeah. about a thousand different slower balls and. Yeah. Hits his and, yorkers and, and wide
1: also, yorkers, and also hits 145 k, mm. which is yeah. pretty handy skill set, you know, for a t a t20 finisher.
0: Well, that's what that's the thing that he's got that Andrew Tye doesn't have.
1: Yeah, he doesn't I have mean, that raw pace. Yeah. that he can come
0: in and just throw in a 140 km yeah. out Yorker. No, I I still reckon anything more
2: than one slower ball is a waste. <laughs> they all just go slower, right? Well, <laughs> some of them you can get them to deviate off the deck. Yeah. yeah. True. Oh, look, I find. Well,
0: that's
1: what spinners know. are for. Yeah. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of spinners a bit, a bit annoyed about people's slower balls and go, no, but you're just bowling a leg spinner, mate. You're running yeah. forty metres and bowling a leg spinner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a leg spinner at one, depending on what you yeah, are. It's 120, 120, it's 130. It's <laughs>
0: yeah. a freedy leg leg spinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. Dump.
2: Um, I, I was very impressed. I, I know we've got plenty of games to go, but I, I'm liking what Ellis is like. I'm um, enamoured with Cam Green. Yeah. If Australia selectors were doing their job, Finch would be out and Cam Green would be opening for the World Cup. Yeah. Um, oh, I think we're all pretty unanimous about but, that. We've had our say about Aaron but Finch. But Finch will be times. there. So it's yeah. just Finch is going to uh, stagnate the development of the side, so we can give him a farewell. Well, it, yeah. That's what it is. We need to accept it, and move on. But yeah, it just like he, everyone will look at the scorecard and they didn't watch the game. They go, oh, 22 off eleven. That's no, not bad. That's a good stuff. It was. Start. It was he, he, he hit one really good boundary, yeah. and then he hit.
1: Um, the intent was positive, oh. and he didn't look. He didn't look like we were saying. He didn't look intimidated. He didn't look like he was out of touch. He looked assertive. Really.
2: But was, but was scratchy, and yeah. then and to be honest, he missed a straight one from Patel yeah. when there was lots of runs to be scored. Yeah, it was pretty um, average, pretty average dismissal. Um,
1: I think Josh Inglis would be pretty annoyed about how he got out too because he was just starting to tick along. I third. think
2: that Smith is be really annoyed because I don't think he hit that ball. You know, no, I think he's hit the ground, and that's the spike that we saw on um, on DRS. That's yeah. pretty, it was pretty close. Well, to, he's, but he's yeah. hit the ground basically because there's also it's. it's You know, they sometimes say it's about half a frame different, So um, it doesn't exactly line up with the – so as long as it's the ball somewhere near the bat in the frame that the spike's on, they usually give it. But he's hit the ground, and I think that it's tailed away and missed the bat completely because Smith's the kind of guy that, you know, will walk if he's – like if he's not given, he'll – you know, there's a a review system. That's what it's for. But when he's caught out, there's usually a bit of a wry smile. They got me. And he walks off, but he was the whole way off was filthy. I and I don't, I didn't think he hit it live. When I watched the replay, I didn't think he hit it. And then they came out with hot the um, ultra edge, and I'm like, well, that's that's the batting ground. That's what that spike is. Yeah. And oh, it's just
1: and, like the, the spike. That comes up is very close with the ball.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's course, cool, yeah. because he hit the
1: he hit the, the all, ground. It's almost unanimous as the ball's in the vicinity which, of the bat he's
2: hitting the ground. So you, know, you can understand why. Yeah. He was giving out. I still, I just, I, I can I, I totally agree, accept and agree the principle of the, the, the way they got there, but I don't think he hit it. I think that the spike was him hitting the ground, and like Smith was just filthy walking off. Yeah. And, um, you know, for a guy that's copped a, a lot of criticism, my news feed was blowing up all day when they announced that Smith would be batting at three for these. We shouldn't be picking Smith in the side. And, mm. you know, I've had many a chat about Steve Smith's value to our T20 side. And I thought that was a, an absolutely fantastic game. That was getting. exactly
1: what his value Cam, has to be to the Cam the side.
2: Green is going absolutely mental at the other end. He's just getting himself off strike. He's running singles hard. If it's loose, he's going after it in for boundaries. Cam Green got himself out. And then Smith went um, up, or we went one to get him to farm the strike, and then he went six four, and then got dismissed when he shouldn't have got dismissed, Mm. or six four dot wicket. So as soon as he knew he had to step it up, and they weren't loose balls, he actually had to manufacture shots. He had to play the ramp to hit the six, and then. Went after like a real sort of a wide one and really laced into it. So he knew that he had to to gear up and go. So that's where he has to play if he's going to be in the T20 team. I don't
0: think he's got the rhythm of his innings right there, though. Yeah. Like that's what he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, you know, if if he goes back to 50 over Steve Smith, um, it's gonna hold the order up. It's not. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't which have him. We can't have him his and yeah. the chain.
2: But when you've got so theoretically, when he's out there, he's gonna have Warner or Finch. He's um, got Maxwell behind him, so another okay. week it falls. He's got a lot of hitting around him. Yeah, and, if these
1: guys and guys are, like Green, um, what, I'm interested to see now the fact that. Um, Stoinis is out injured. In, where does this leave him where does this leave him in the big scheme of things because it, people are stepping up well, to I take th- his place
2: I think in I, thought him, stigmas- I actually
1: thought the, in, in, the Inglis play was very impressive it would be dirty how he got out mm. he really will be because he looked like he was going to get us
0: home yep
2: yeah. He yeah. did. He really, he really stepped up and looked good there. I think, honestly... He's a,
0: he's a classic player. He just hasn't been in form of late. And had a had couple he, of really good years. Yeah. It, yeah. Look, the potentials there. I think quite often we don't do those
1: guys' favours by dragging them into squads and dragging them all around Australia and not giving them a game. You know, they should be back playing with their states or something like that to keep the momentum going. Mm. Um, guys like Inglis, I mean, how many times we we seen we had a perennial 12th man? It's just ridiculous. They don't get to play any cricket.
2: Well, the moment, and then I mean, you
1: throw them in and then you expect that they're going to be at their best. Well, it doesn't always work out that
2: way. There's no cricket going on at the moment, which I suppose is the saving grace for, for that. No. Um, I think post the World Cup we're going to see a, a transition period that's going to be accelerated through. With um, with Marsh, Marsh is obviously the, 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 the pick of the all-rounders at the moment after his... His exploits leading into the world, the last World Cup, they're going to be looking for him long term to be that guy. Um, and then with Cam Green announcing on the scene, we don't need three seam up all rounders in our no, side. No, so I particularly
1: would, one who, and particularly one who's averaging about seventeen.
2: So I can I could see very quickly, and like Agar should be playing a lot more than what he does in our T20 yeah. side. And if they're going to be looking at. Um, moving Cam Green, if he's going to be playing that role at the top of the order, Finch is going to be stepping aside, which means you could put in the all round the extra all round that you need. Yeah. You don't need to carry Another, in the yeah. middle of the later order. That could be, you know, Wade shuffles up a spot, yeah. Agar comes in behind him, so you've got the the three spin options because you'd have Zampa um, and Maxwell. He copped a little bit of tap
1: last night, Adam Zampa, but I didn't think he bowled particularly badly. He just was on a road yeah, that it was giving
0: on. him nothing.
2: I don't think there was no,
0: too the many. Zampa's got really nothing to prove after yeah. the last Team 20 World Cup. I think, I think he's a well, – I rate him very highly. I think he's, a,
2: but, ex, um, he's an excellent short-form bowler. Finch, Finch. unless Australia's crazy, Finch will retire at the end of the World Cup. Can't we um, just? Can't, I, we, can't we just get rid of him now? I've um, I've said <laughs> we've been through this. <laughs> I've, I've I've speculated a, a bunch of times that I think Warner might be. This might be the last summer that Warner plays I for Australia. Uh, yeah. Could be. You know, he's got more to give, but I just feel that he feels that yeah. the time's right for him to step aside. Like if he keeps going and he's in good. But but there has be, been
1: this speculation about him maybe getting the captaincy of the t of the, the yeah. t twenty. I I can't it. see it's, it happen. It shouldn't
2: happen either. But
1: people. Are making a case for it, and it's like, well, no, well, I'm sorry, you know, lifetime ban was lifetime ban, you know, and you've, you've been a great you, you
2: really, you, you really sort of undermine yeah. the continuity of the board. Is the time the very next board comes in, you go, yeah, uh, no. Nah, nah, nah. Like, it's a lifetime ban.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and he underhandedly organised cheating and then didn't stand up and go and own any of it. He let Cam Bancroft and Steve Smith go and... Yeah. Face the music. He didn't go and say anything until he made it safely back in Australia and put out some teary press release. Yeah, um, yeah look, I've, I've moved on from that, but, like, you know, he shouldn't be in no. the captaincy role again. No, not, and we've got plenty of other options. And, and it doesn't say that he can't be a leader in the side. Well, I think. But the captaincy it, is a special, is, it, yeah. it's it's special. There's, there's special privileges, there's special respect that goes with that. Like, You'd be crazy not to lean on David Warner's cricket knowledge, but I think making him a captain is. And the fact, too, that he's probably not that far away from retiring. So we're just going to have musical chairs for captains for the next little while. It should be someone. I just foresee he'll have. this year, Next year will be Swan Song, and then
1: he'll go and play for four years with franchise cricket. Mm-hmm. Put some money in the bank so know, he, and go and get a nice cushy commentary job at some stage. Although I hope not because if you heard him talk, <laughs> seriously, but, if he's not from Matraville, mate, I swear <laughs> he's from Matraville.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you got you two. Because go on, Finch, Warner, Stoyness is like I think that the not only is he not young, but he's also got plenty of competition for his skill set and his it, and he's injury prone and he's injury prone. So I, I can see him. Being on the outer, you've then got you know Stark who's yeah. not young either, and yeah, we've probably got another good two or three years of Mitchell staff up to be fair. Um, mm. Hazelwood, it oh, is Hazelwood's, Hazelwood's locked in as long as he wants. That guy, I think they were saying something that he has an economy rate since 2019, his economy rate in T20s is like six and a half. Yeah. That is absurd. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't understand how he does it as well, like. You would think that he wouldn't be suited no. to t twenty, but he just he just finds a way. Yeah. well, he's um, he's developed his skill set now too. he's got those sly little slower balls that he
1: throws in, and he's got yeah. he's sort of got a an in-between one as well. It's not really the the full slower ball, but it's uh, I
2: think the big thing that helps Hayeswood <laughs> out is obviously he gets the new rock, which is always good, but yeah. he also has amazing control of his length, yeah. like McGrath did and can subtly change his length. So if he gets yeah. laced into, for one, and he just it's just enough to yeah. be sort of in the same realm but not quite as hittable, and yeah. the amount of times that you see Hazelwood get toweled up for yeah. a, a couple of deliveries and then bowls something that looks very, very similar and ends up getting a well, top edge or...
1: Last night was a classic example of that. I mean, a couple of balls, like, he had two catches from Ellis, I think it was, on the boundary, and, like, he'd been... Cane the ball before, yeah, and like you said, he just pulled the length back a touch, and the guys going, "Oh, here we go again." And And it's not
2: even—it's not not even that much. It literally is a touch. It's just just enough. And I think that's what he—he is probably one of the best bowlers in the world at subtly changing his length. Not you know the big I can I'll hit my yorkers, I'll hit my bouncers at my good length. He'll find he'll find different aspects of the good length when he needs to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on a good length. I mean, what do they consider a good length? Six to eight meters. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. mean, he'll he like be somewhere just near seven and a half, and then he'll be five point nine. Seven and three like quarters. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it'll be that subtle and yeah. do it. And like you look at his pitch map, and he's doing it. You know, there'll be a big cluster of these balls, and you know, "Yeah, that's like a an ex, a, a darts player, mm. a really good darts player hitting the, hitting the mark all the time."
0: I think. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know. Fast bowlers were like, oh, you know, you can't bowl like this in T20, and he was like, well, Well, yes, you can. (laughs) Um, Like, it's very the way he bowls is not fashionable to the T20 game, but it works. So it's good. I think he's. I like those kind of things. I think he's been outstanding. To be quite
1: honest, last couple of years,
2: and in both both um, limited overs formats as well, he's been yeah, he's been arguably our best um, fast bowler that we've we've had in the last
1: sort of. Two or three years, and, and when you say we had Stark and Cummins and a couple of other guys in there as well who do a very good job, that's
2: pretty high praise. Yeah, and especially from someone that, like, like we said, for most of his career was considered the the ugly duckling of yeah. limited overs cricket and just wasn't given a go because he he didn't have 400 slower balls or blistering pace or yeah. anything like that. They just and he's just went got given a crack and yeah. made it stick. And it. yeah, love the Hoff, love yeah. him. All right, so yeah, I'm really excited for the rest of this series I think it's going to be good Um, I do question why we've gone to India to prepare for a World Cup plate in Australia But I suppose any hit out is a good hit out And uh, it's good to see that we've got Ellis, we've got Tim David We're giving Cameron Green a, a big run Plus they'll probably prepare Rhodes
0: In Australia as well.
2: Well, That's what they did last
1: time we had the World Cup. uh, I'll be interested to see what happens as far as pitch preparation stuff goes in in our country. I don't don't think we'll have a choice. There's so
2: much rain. Uh,
1: The schedule has been known for a long time and who's playing where has been known for a long time. And I have no doubt that there'll be wickets that are... Not well, necessarily conducive to T Twenty cricket, but they turned out well, during his competition.
2: Aren't, I, aren't ICC events controlled by the ICC? It's not. Yeah, it's, Cricket Australia doesn't get a say in how the wickets are prepared.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's more the fact that um,
2: conditions aren't going to be there. To yeah. suit. Uh, yeah, gonna, there's it's been gonna be event, wet. The, the East Coast has had such a yeah. wet few weeks leading up. And it traditionally swings on the east coast of Australia. Like, we, we weren't um, kidding before. It has been so much weather here that we are genuinely concerned that we may not get a start for the first <laughs> couple of weeks of our season. Like, yeah. and not because of we're expecting rain, but just the amount of rain will make our fields yeah. unplayable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, I, I walked the dog through Liam Park, and it's you know, impassable from the cricket field side. Um, That's a bit of local talk, guys. (laughs) uh, But yeah, it's basically the ducks are living on the cricket field at (laughs) Lear Park. They are. I'm not joking. They are living on the
2: field. That's how much water is in it.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope that we get, you know, we don't get too many ducks when we actually do get on there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That's oh. all right. We've swapped over to PlayHQ, and PlayHQ is the new the new stats system that we're we're running through yeah. in Australia, and it hasn't brought over the my cricket stats. Right. So I oh, officially, I nose. have Scratch. I have zero career ducks. Right, go yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, I think I was up to five last time I looked on yeah. uh, but ducks. that's like on this career. Oh, you know I mean, I've had about three of them. I think I had a year where
0: I had five. I remember bragging about not having one for ages, and yeah. then I got a pair and yeah. the two days.
1: Oh no, isn't it horrible?
0: Yeah, that's horrible. Oh. You go to well, years. you didn't have
1: a pair
2: anymore, according to PlayHQ. I oh, know nothing. That's gone. Nothing. Here we go, Ryan Harris. Oh. So between our last episode and this one, the Chapel Hadley Trophy, the series of three one-day internationals, has been played between uh, Australia and New Zealand. They did this up in uh, Cairns for this one. They played Townsville for the winter series against Zimbabwe, and then we got stuck in. We went a little bit further up the road and had a game, some games in Cairns, and uh, they were low-scoring, but... I found them very entertaining
1: games. Yeah, I think yeah. any time you've got the Kiwis and Aussies going at one another, it's usually a pretty competitive game.
2: The Kiwis will be really ruining this series because I think it's now 15 or 16 straight games against Australia in Australia that they've lost. Yeah, um, it's some
1: ridiculous number, and it, it's a very surprising oh, number, really. Yeah, well, when you consider
0: the quality of the team. They're, they're the. Uh, the World Test Champions—they're number one ranked, are they not in the 50-over game? I
2: believe they're higher. Like they—they haven't yeah. lost. They haven't lost the t- uh, Sorry, one-day international were, this I, year.
0: I think they were. Yeah, I think they were ranked number one coming into this series. No. It changes
1: uh, game by game, but now doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, based on it's ranking points and stuff yeah, like that. There's, so, there's I mean, a, there's I mean, a, I mean,
0: a hamster wheel going around yeah, somewhere that's exactly. working. So, hasn't.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure you could be. Yeah. If you were close enough, you could jump from number four to number one in mm-hmm. the space of yeah. a couple of results.
2: So. They had Australia on the ropes. Well, you could sit her on the ropes when you're looking at the the, the numbers a couple of times. And yeah. well, in fact, all three games, really, New Zealand got themselves into into positions that they would feel they should have won the game yeah. and, and yeah. let all three of them go. And mm-hmm. um, and you know, it was the, the Cam Green-Alex Carey partnership that really broke the backs of yeah. Off the chase in game one. Um, then they knocked Australia over for under 200. And you've got to be thinking under 200 in today's day and age. That uh, you yeah, you, yeah, you cruise, chase that. You, you cruise home with under 200 because yeah. you don't need to do anything. You yeah. push four singles and over, basically. And um, Australia, like, if you want to see what happens when you strangle a Kiwi to death, you just watch game two of the Chapel Hadley Trophy because that's what it looks like. It was Australia's bowlers just choked the life out of the Kiwi batting lineup. And I think. The I think they came out with the they like, too far the other way. They wanted to be reserved because they knew they just need to play for time. And if they were there at the back end of the game, they could with a platform, yeah. they could capitalize. And they just weren't assertive enough. And we're happy just like we'll just see it off. We'll just see it off. We'll just yeah. see it off. We'll cash in later. We've only got to go up four and over. We'll only got to go up four and over. Let's just we'll just see this off. And they just yeah, Australia never let them. So yeah. Australia was holding them to no runs, and they were also taking wickets. Yeah. So they weren't doing either yeah. well. They weren't putting any pressure on Australia, and they weren't saving resources for later in the game. And I think um, Williamson's just coming back, and he looked
0: very scratchy. I think, yeah. You know, he, before he, the he, World Cup, he's going to have to get some some yeah, I serious run behind.
1: His approach was. Quite puzzling in a couple of those innings, where he, he took up an awful. I think in one it was like seventeen or fifty
2: balls. Yeah, that was the game. And the game two when yeah, they had to chase 196. So he just got out to uh, a full toss. Yeah. yeah. Chris well,
1: Rogers
0: style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was that was quite embarrassing for him. I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I must admit, i got out like that once, twice yeah. <laughs> myself. So, you know, <laughs> your eyes light up and you go, "Well, that's going over square leg," and then it just kind of dips on you and hitch on the foot. And,
2: Oh no, it's not. Yeah, I might walk for that one. Um, and in the the last game, we got to see Steve Smith uh, score his twelfth twelfth one-day international hundred, and it was a, yeah. a quality hundred again. He yeah, was, really put the kept the innings together. Yeah. Um, just want to throw some numbers out at you. Just sort of, you know, anytime I can talk good things about Steve Smith, it just makes my day better. So since Steve Smith came back into the side. As a specialist batsman, so 2013, Steve Smith averages 48 with 12 hundreds in 100 one-day international fixtures. Um, and I also went and broke it down because I was bored and I had the time. If you break it down into him batting at three for one-day internationals, he averages I think it's 50. Hang on, I've lost it. Wherever I put it, here it is here. I had the stats ready to go. So in 73 innings, batting at three, Steve Smith averages 54 and a half with 1100s and 2150s in 73 innings. Yeah, and he's up 100 come at number four, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, he's um he's the man at the top of the order in the one-day Top score of 164. Now, we all know, we all love Ricky Ponting. Like, Ricky Ponting is arguably our best one-day international batsman, Term- especially in terms of pure numbers. He's at 330 innings at... At three, yep. twenty nine hundred seventy four fifties, but he only averages forty two. Yeah, and I mean well, he's played. That, he's yeah. got. There's a there's an era. I understand there is an like an era difference here. But so Smith's averaging twelve runs better at a similar strike rate and actually scores fifty plus scores in more than half the games that he has. Whereas Ponting's is just shy of a third, or maybe just over a third, yeah. like like all the talk about Smith not being a a, a limited overs player, like all leading up through the, the Zimbabwe series and the Chapel Hadley, I was just listening to people talking about whether or not Smith was the right player to have at three and maybe Marsh should be in that role. And I can totally understand that criticism for the T20s, but in the one day is Steve Smith is in elite Elite company with his numbers. It is ridiculous how good his numbers are. And they're Viv Richin numbers. Yeah. That's what they are. They're Viv Richin numbers. They're numbers yeah, Virat Coley numbers. Yeah, and Virat numbers at his absolute best. Yeah. 54 mm. batting at three in you know, it, like, and it's a fair sample size, nearly 80 games. Yeah. Um, an astonishing player, and it just, I, I, I will take criticism of Smith's T20 game because he doesn't obviously look to be a natural T20 player, but. One day is in Test Matches, get out of here. Smith's, yeah. Smith's the first batsman picked. Yeah. Probably
0: it's only uh, Bevan, um, but they, they play very different roles. Yeah, yeah. and Bevan,
1: yeah. Bevan has his numbers pumped up by a very, very high amount of not outs, and that's not a criticism of Bevan. His role was to get through to the end yeah, and take right. it right to the end, and obviously when you do that, you're going to get a, a lot yeah. of not outs. Smith plays a different role. He's back at the top of the order. Yeah, he's not going to get anywhere near the amount of not outs that Bevan was able to get. I um, mean, Bevan's average is what fifty six or fifty seven or something like that—some ridiculous yep. number. Yeah, um, Smith's numbers are probably, if you in a comparable, if you get him try and make some type of a comparison, I think he probably. Would be if he was playing that same sort of role and getting the, and getting the same sort of body out, maybe averaging about 60.
2: I don't necessarily know because I don't think that's the role that Smith's. Smith's a guy that likes to get in nice and early, get himself set, and then just bat. Because well, yeah. I, mean, I don't think Smith could do some of the things and, that Bevan did. And no, the Bevan
0: role no. doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. Like, really, you just, don't have that. The game's passed it by. No. Um, now, your finisher comes out
1: and goes bang, bang, bang from the yeah. start. I mean, I can remember Bevan being. You know, having a strike rate of twenty five at times, but then finishing the innings with a strike rate of hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He could always catch up, but it's yeah. a different, it's a different style now. Yeah. You know, like three hundred is a pass mark these days in almost yeah. one day international games. So, you know, back in his day, 240, 250 is a pass mark. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, uh, but yeah, just I. Like I hundred nearly one hundred and thirty episodes, and if there's a chance for me to pump up Steve Smith. <laughs> I will, I will take it. There's a reason that he's the uh, banner on our Twitter page. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really entertaining series, uh, and for uh, being very low scoring. I mean, in that third game, New Zealand they toed to and froed quite a lot. New Zealand looked like at the back end that they were favourites to to end up chasing it down. They um uh, like Santner and Nisham and guys like that really contributed towards the in sort of the middle and the end, and they just couldn't quite get there. Um, but, yeah, they'll, they'll be ruining that. They've just sort of got this, I don't know what it is. Hoodoo. Just, the, the hoodoo. They've just <laughs> got the yips when they come and get Australia into a vulnerable position. And it's, it's the big brother, and the, the, the the cousin complex. The T20 World oh. Cup final, the one-day World Cup. Like you know, We maybe, whitewash them in there. Maybe they feel sorry for us because
0: they always beat us at rugby. No. Maybe there's just a little bit of, you know. No. Mercy Kiwis, they would take every chance they got to stick it to know. us. But I'm, they
1: they
2: I'm really all like I think if someone, if, if uh, someone, if Kane Williams and told Richard Hadley, oh, we let them have that one because we beat him at rugby, Richard Hadley would die so he could roll in his grave <laughs> yeah. at uh, the Kiwis allowing Australia yeah. to <laughs> I win. We still haven't
0: forgotten that underarm delivery, really. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah. fair enough,
2: too, but that's yeah. another story. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about. The, the Kiwis heading into some major tournaments. I mean, they did. They do have an excellent one-day um, record this year, but they did play Ireland and the Netherlands a lot to yeah. sort of pump that up. Yeah, well, but they, they did beat some good teams as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm not... Um, but, yeah, they've got uh got some big tests, and with the T20 World Cup being in Australia, you know, God help them they end up fight playing us in the final again.
1: Yeah, I no, uh, wouldn't be looking forward to that. Or maybe they would be. I mean, you'd...
2: But Better way to probably, break a who than yeah. win in a final or a fake, semi-final. I mean, we've, we've
1: got to be due here shortly. But,
2: anyway. um, but uh, and I wanted to bring up uh, another thing. This is something that's come up, especially it's very New Zealand related. So Trent Bolt, absolutely phenomenal, like, uh, arguably the player of the series in a team that lost three yeah. nil. Um, hmm. And come, I'm happy to I, I'm happy to say that I thought Trent Bolt was the best player of that series. I don't, can't remember who won the player of the series. Was it Zets?
0: I think it was Cameron Green, wasn't
2: it? No, he got player of the match. He got player of the match, match in the first game. In the first game of the, um, yeah, and then he missed the second one. So yeah, yeah I'm not sure who it was, but if, if the correct answer is Trent Bolt. If, yeah. if it's somebody yeah. else, they got it wrong. And he's not contracted to New Zealand anymore, yeah. uh, which is an absolute just crying shame. And Jimmy then Neesham? Jimmy Neesham came out this week and also announced that he won't be taking up a, won't be accepting a. A central contract for New Zealand because he's made um, arrangements to be playing various franchise tournaments. I believe he was taken in the South African yeah. draft the other night. Yeah, for quite a, a substantial amount of money too, mm. which I
1: always find interesting when I mean, interesting. I'm not a, not a great fan of Jimmy
2: Neesham, I must admit. I'm a big, I was a massive fan of Jimmy Neesham until he made the comment that he made after his announcement. Now, I, I want to preface this before anyone jumps down my neck and says that they've you know they've got to make a living. I'm perfectly okay with Jimmy Neesham making the decision. You know cricket is not a high-paying sport in in New Zealand. There are plenty of players playing for Australia, playing for England, playing for India who aren't as good as or at the same level as Jimmy Neesham in the one-day game, getting paid substantially more purely on the fact that they were born in this geographical part of the world as opposed to that one. So I have no problem with Jimmy Neesham looking after number one, looking after his family, and going. I'm going to prioritise where I can make money. If I have time and New Zealand feels that they want to pick me, I will play for New Zealand, but I don't want a central contract because I want the freedom to earn the money that I need to have a comfortable life at the end. And if you've got the skills, you're entitled to go and earn as much money with those skills as you can. What annoys me about what Jimmy Neesham says is he implied that he didn't take – he's not accepting the contract because he wasn't originally offered one. So once Trent Bolton, Colin have have – stepped aside and, you know, retired. Well, Colin Legrand retired and Trent Bolt said he didn't want one. It was only after that that they had the space to give him one. So he's making this insinuation that uh, he's not doing it for the money. He wasn't offered one initially and then went and made arrangements and then it's because of those arrangements that he's not taken over contract. And that is absolute garbage.
0: Mm.
2: Just own it. You're chasing the money. Your country called and you said no. Don't make it out that it was some circumstantial issue. There was some timing issue that if they'd offered me one in the first place, that I would have taken it. You know, he's saying that if he made a commitment to play first-class cricket for his uh, the provincial, I think provincial sides in New Zealand, yeah. and had a really gun season, and then New Zealand out of the blue went, "Oh, you're a really gun season, so we're going to pick you," and you're going to go, "Oh no, actually, I told my provincial side I was going to be available." Well, that's not how it works. You <laughs> play good cricket. You get picked by a national side and you go, oh, my God, my country wants me to play for them. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And you play for your country. It doesn't matter about timing. If your country wants you, you play for your country. And if you're not going to play for your country, you're chasing money. that's what it is. Own it. Don't be a coward. Own your decision. You have done what is best for you. I don't hold that against you. Anyone that does hold it against them is just kidding themselves. But don't be a coward about it. Stand up and go, yeah, look. The money's too good, and I want it, I need it, I'm entitled to it. Don't come out and say this rubbish that, oh, if New Zealand had offered me one in the first place, then I wouldn't have committed to these franchise tournaments. You have selected profit over patriotism. Own that. And surely
1: you would realise, too, that if you've already got these guys that have left, okay, you missed out on a central contract originally which may is probably the big gripe really for him. He wasn't he wasn't part of the chosen few at the start. But now a, a contract's come up because there's opportunities there. How, you know, like everybody has to take their opportunities when they're given. I don't see and I'm with you on this. He hasn't looked at like the situation and oh I'm not gonna prioritize playing for my country. He's gone, oh they didn't give me a central contract, I'm off to get some money. Oh, now they're offering me a central contract.
2: And I'm not prepared to go and oh, tell oh, these not, guys no. No, that, exactly. and that's just And that's fine. It's fine to say that. But just own that decision that, I oh, no, the money's too good and I'm not jeopardising my big paycheck for my little paycheck to play for New Zealand because the, no. the money's not good enough to play for New Zealand. Just don't be a coward and own that decision. Don't say, oh, it's not about the money. It is about the money and that's fine. No. But don't try to pull the, the wool over our eyes I've got a sheep joke in <laughs> <laughs> don't try and pull the wool over our eyes and say that you're doing this for altruistic reasons or that they let you down you are letting your country down Like yeah. that, that that's it, that's what you've done you're that's letting it. your country down to go and get money you're, you're entitled to do that but you can't have it both ways. You can't go and do the the profiteering thing and go and earn the money that you're entitled to, and still be you know the the good guy that does right by his country. Those yeah. two don't go together in this case. So you can't have no. it both ways. You're you're looking after number one when you're available, and if New Zealand is inclined to, you're happy, You'll play for New Zealand, and that's fine. But yeah, just that that whole. I was going to. I would have played for New Zealand if they offered me one in the first place. But then I went and filled my calendar up with um, yeah, with franchise cricket, so I then couldn't turn my back on them. So I'm not actually a bad guy. Please don't hate me. And it's just like, no you you grow up, grow a pair, and own your goddamn decision. I just find it interesting as well. I mean, anybody who
1: knows anything about a contract negotiation? Okay, for a, a sportsman, okay, these things happen over months at a time. You know, I and mean? when he's known for months at a time where he was been going. Yeah. Okay, there's no doubt about that. You know, like he's known, he's going into the South African draft, he's going to the UAE draft, um, he's contracted to the IPL, he's contracted to CPL. He knows where he's going for the next 100. The yeah, pretty the sure he was in 100 as yeah. well? He knows exactly where he's going and when he's going. So for him to say, oh no, I, I filled my calendar after they didn't give me a contract is quite frankly BS. Yeah. It is. It's just, yes, you've known for months where you were going, mate. And then come out now and say, oh, they, my country said, oh, you're not good enough for a central contract, so I went. And,
2: I'm and, now I'm now second choice. And, yeah. and then I went. And, yeah. It, no.
1: it just sounds to me like he, he had sour grapes about the whole thing. and then
2: he oh, I don't it. even think it's that. I think it, he just, he was a realist and went and sorted himself out. No. And, just, and he, that was his plan. He was going to go and play all these tournaments first. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Trent Bolt being the first off, off the the rank would have would have helped that it was yeah. more normalised. But like I said, this is something that you know we know when these tournaments are. They've been talking about these tournaments for ages. How much money they've been making for ages. Yeah. You can't tell me that this was a snap decision and then right. what? You know, I think they offer the tournament the contracts in July, so between July and September is when he's done all of his leg work. Yeah, like, I doubt that very much. So, I doubt that very much. Yeah, the, the thing is, with a guy like him who
1: is a t twenty professional who plays all around the world. Um, he'd know well in advance and he'd know who's interested in him. You'd have an he'd agent know, that's he's going to an that deals people. with all of these things. So
2: mm-hmm. it, it
1: was fairly disingenuous, and, I thought. And, and
2: that's what really got up my nose about it all was the fact that, yeah, like he is. He's, he's letting his. This is a big deal. He's watched Trent Bolt, who's probably the second best bowler that they've ever produced, Colin de who was a walk up starter for their test side in their World Test Championship winning test side. They've gone, and then, yeah, for him to come out and do the same thing and then pretend that he's not a bad guy about it, it's just like your country is bleeding right now. This is a disaster for your country's cricket team. And it is, and and everyone knows it. Everyone knows that New Zealand doesn't have the financial backing to make these contracts lucrative, and there's probably going to be a stack of Kiwi players that are going to end up going down this route sooner rather than later. And just, yeah, it just smacked a really poor tone when I don't think anyone in the world really was upset with his decision. They understood the the, the the ramifications, they understood the practicality of it, they understood the necessity of it. No one was saying that he was a bad guy for doing it. That just was the reality of the situation. And then to come out and try and water down the reality and make him seem more of a good it's, yeah. Like he's a bit of a victim in the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, no, the victim here is New Zealand cricket that is losing its players because there's just way too much money everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah we move can. on from that because I could rant about it, honestly, for the rest of the podcast. It just yeah. really got up my <clears> nose <throat> reading that. Speaking of the um, South African draft,
0: did you notice that uh, Bavuma missed out? Yeah, the South African team 20 captain. Uh, that's a big
2: Elgar thing. doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he missed it out. Do, it does surprise me because I think
1: he's the figurehead of South African cricket, Okay, and you'd find a spot for him
2: somewhere. Well, these are all Indian. If it was South African-owned teams, I'd be uh, surprised. They're all Indian-owned, so it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all that... Um, Elgar missed out when you've got Indian power brokers wanting to obviously get the biggest bang for their buck. Well, I think the one that I'm really excited about is that uh, Tristan Stubbs was yeah. the highest paid player from that and he's well, played a handful of internationals yeah. and looks like an absolute mega star. Uh, And And um, young Brevis, did he go? In, has he gone in the draft? I would have to look it up. I would be surprised if he didn't. Like, imagine
1: he's got to go pretty high in the draft as well. He's a gun, that kid. I watched him. I think i have seen two innings as in the IPL. He is something else, and his game and the, the under nineteen World Cup was where he really started to come. One of the thing, but yeah, he's yeah. a re- he's a ready made international player.
0: Mate. It definitely shows where the priorities are at, though. I mean, Bavuma is the captain of the national South African T Twenty side. Yeah, um, um, not good enough to. Uh, to- find
1: a place in their side. Uh, I think in in the all things being equal and I say that very carefully, all things being equal, he probably wouldn't
2: be in the South African T20 side. Um, I don't know sorry just to interrupt I don't know if he was in the draft but he is signed by um, MI Cape Town DeWolf Revis he's in yeah. he's well, owned, he, part was, of that he was with the
1: Indians anyway wasn't he yeah. over in the IPL so yeah, that's what was, they've yeah. they've
2: largely done I think that may have been part of how their setup was because all of the like the the big name players that were in the IPL that have moved over are their respective squads. Yeah. So the Yeah nobody's Butler's jumped playing, from, yeah, nobody's jumped franchise. Yeah. They're still with yeah. the yeah. de Kork and leaders. Holder are yeah. with their side, um yeah. Butler's with their side, Rashid Khan's with his side. So awesome. Well, um, did you say there was a little thing that popped up just
1: side-tracking. We were talking about um economy rates in T twenties. Have you seen Rashid Khan's oh, it's career? A, it's absurd. It's like six point nine or something. Six point nine. <laughs> he's a leg spinner.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's mm. stri- and like his test record. He's only played a handful of tests. You've seen how many tests because he's got already at like 20, 21 or something or twenty two.
0: Mm. Yeah. They just need to get a pace attack around him in Afghanistan. Oh, another, another bowl to support him in
1: the wicket-taking state. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, there's that and a, and a whole regime change, but, yeah. you know, but yeah. that's not going to happen in a hurry, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: well, we've been down that road for yep. the last
2: 20 years, haven't we? Been anyway, yeah. um, it is. Yeah. it's a bit beyond the scope of this podcast. <laughs> yep. A little bit beyond the scope of this podcast. Yep. Okay, so yeah, so that's uh, moving on from that. So the Chapel Hadland trophy, all done. Uh, Australia got it uh, in their hands again, which I'm sure is going to just boil the Kiwis blood. And yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we're obviously now moving into um, uh, from that series, uh, we lost our one day international captain. Yeah. It was something that we were calling for in the last podcast that something needed to be done, and we had a big rant about that that lasted probably the better part of that segment. <laughs> and then uh, Aaron Finch decided to go and make that all null and void by announcing his retirement two well, days look, before I, I actually I, uploaded
1: he, he would have heard the podcast and realised the writing was on the board. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's the power we wield. It's solidarity. It's like, yeah. those two Aarons told me I'm done. Yeah, so, so we, I, yeah.
2: I can, you know, I've got nothing left to give. Um, yeah. uh, we have given him a pizzling on this podcast for a while, and that's because yeah. he's been his his form has been in the toilet for ages. But he is he has been a very special player for Australia in the, we're at the peak of his powers. He debuted in yeah. the same game as Phil Hughes debuted it for the One Dayers. But I think he's what he's the third, equal third highest century getter for Australia. Um, played some really fantastic innings for Australia at various points. There's no doubting that at the peak of his powers, he was one of the very best white ball cricketers going around. Mm. It's just unfortunately the the peak turned into a cliff face, and he stumbled off the edge of it. Um, but yeah, you'd he, be hard pressed to find someone who's given more for their country. Than Aaron Finch, he like there was no issue with him trying. No. You could see the way that he was reinventing his technique to try and be like he was the whole way was like I need to be better to be, yeah. you know, I need to do better for my country and was trying to fix things and he's still trying to fix things now. Like the you yeah. can really tell that there was a, an attitude shift and in that that last T twenty that he played against India, so he's a guy that is still at this point in his career is desperate to make a mark and do the right thing. Um,
1: Unfortunately, pundits like us basically sit back and you just look at him and you go, "Eh, well. It's always sad to see the demise of a great player. You know what I mean? And he has been a great player. You know, we'll look back in 20 years and when we're talking about one-day internationals and his name will feature prominently in the conversation.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, the thing is it really concerns and, and, concerns me is in 10, 15, 20 years' time when some other people like us decide to do a podcast and maybe do an all-time one-day international uh, discussion for Australia and they look at Finch's overall record, which I believe is 38 no. with the bat, You're Like that's, that's not that great. Yeah. But it does that's, that's pales into comparison about the player that Aaron Finch was at yeah. his best, mm. and so, and but, and that's the thing I suppose you get when you you you're trying. I don't think Australia did him justice. I think that they really should have looked to get out of having Aaron Finch on the side. He, it hurt his legacy, mm. and yeah.
0: um, it turns out that you know playing uh, international cricket at an elite level is actually quite hard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, Someone who was very, very good, as Aaron French was for many years, suddenly struggles, and that just shows you that it's hard. Well, it's hard work. It's a game of milliseconds. Yep. And you know when you don't, when
1: you're when you're on and you've got the reflexes and everything, the milliseconds don't count. But when you know mm. how, what's the difference between hitting the ball and not hitting the ball? It's literally a millisecond. Yep. So his time's come. Yep. That's it, unfortunately. The
2: only been a, been I'm a great sorry. servant, and I'm, I'm happy. I don't know what went on in the background, whether that's, a, you know, Aaron, you've made our position untenable. If you don't do something, we're going to have to drop you. We can't keep picking you. We're, we'll look like morons if we keep picking you, or if Finch has had the The moment of clarity, and just said, Look, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's clear that I'm not up to this anymore. Whatever the case may have happened behind the scenes, the decision was made by Aaron Finch, which I think was to the betterment of Australian cricket. There's no way he would have lasted to the 2023 World Cup. Not the way. There was no end in sight to his forms. This form slump's been going on forever at every level. Every level. It's not just getting undone by like the very best bowlers in the world with your ball, your name on. He's been struggling for domestic T20s in Australia for two or three seasons. It's, it's been on the wall, but he's. He, well, however the process was to get there, the right decision was made, and Australia can now move forward to put a side together for the upcoming World Cup. And I'm, I'm sad that Finch will be um, a captain. I'm just, I think Mark Taylor is probably the last one-day international captain for Australia that didn't win a World Cup. Yeah, and he'd probably be one of the like well for a long tenured captain. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Taylor was only the captain in '92. Did Taylor, Taylor take them? Take oh, wait, no, no. '92
1: was in Australia when Pakistan, Pakistan yeah. won. Yeah. So
0: and Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, they beat them in the final. Yeah, they beat them in the final in '96,
2: and yeah. he was the captain then as well. And I '99 know,
0: was Steve Wolf.
2: Wolf. So yeah, so. Finch is the will go down as the only, other than um, Mark Taylor as only captain, other than that Aaron Finch to have attended a World Cup but not come away with any hardware, which is sad. But uh, mm-hmm. he's got the T Twenty World Cup, which none of us have got before. Yeah. Potentially, could get a second one. You've uh,
1: yeah. Well, let's let's play rally around him. Let's hope he has one of those Indian summers that people talk about, where he you know the very last thing that you see is. Aaron Finch blazing off into the sunset in a, in a, in a, in a it would be of Finch. boundaries in the in the final. I believe they call um, it a swan song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very
2: um, long. It's a swan opera. This yeah, yeah. Yeah, we,
1: we keep our fingers crossed that he can he can do the business for us in the t Twenty team. Um, last night wasn't wasn't what you would hope, but it wasn't all bad. There was positive intent there. There was signs that. You know, if he can click, that there's still something to give. But the the if is becoming a very, is in bold capital letters.
0: I I think on on the plus side, he's not going to hold up the order. Yeah. He's going to throw the bat. If he's going to
2: bat like that. Yeah. That's fine. Six or sticks, mate. Six or sticks. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's normal service regimes Let's finish off this podcast like we said at the intro with uh, just a bit of a tribute to the passing of her majesty queen elizabeth ii uh, as you as you know that uh, the Queen, one of the Queen's many functions was to bestow knighthoods to to everyone and that could be for success in a various number of fields you know plenty of soldiers have received knighthoods you know people that have done fantastic charity work receive knighthoods but also some of the very best sportsmen have received knighthoods and uh, I thought as a bit of a, a tip of the hat, and a bit of a tribute to the passing of Her Majesty, we, we would do uh, where we just go away and we just calmly, we're well, not any, any sense of competition, but just take the list of players that uh, uh, were knighted by Queen Elizabeth or during Queen Elizabeth's reign, and uh, we'd pick an eleven of, of those players. So uh, and, and we'd come away, and that would be sort of just our our little our little nod to the the seventy years that she dedicated to. To, to serving the Commonwealth uh, and uh, and everything that she brought with it. Yeah, just the fact that she was a, the, the titular head of the Commonwealth and the Commonwealth is the home
1: of cricket um, would suggest that she would have some at least passing knowledge and interest in, in the game. Certainly, you know, England is the home of cricket. I know that Philip did, her husband. Yes, Philip was quite a... I'm not sure about the about the boys
2: in the family. Um, Charles, um, Charles yeah. played, I think, first eleven for his school and was yeah. adequate. Yeah, so but um, um, I'm not sure it's like a, a
1: big family tradition or anything for the for the Windsors. But um, they would have had no doubt participation in things like Lords Taverners and stuff like that, the charities to do with cricket. And um, yeah, so um, we just think it's nice to just. A very gentle nod on the on the part, on the and, way out and
2: keeping it qu- uh, cricket related. Yeah. So, um, without further ado, we'll get into it and, and we'll list. So, we'll start with with you. If you're ready to go with yours, I, um, I have basically
1: just done this sort of off the top of my head, but um, I'm going with Sir Lennon Hutton and Sir Jack Holtz as my opens.
2: Oh well, well, that's pretty good. That's the all-time English opening pair. Um, so. Sir Isaac Vivian
1: Richards at number three. Um, the Lord Cowdery at number four. Um, Sir Garfield Sobers at number five. Um, this is where I kind of was tossing up what I want to do. Um, but I have been influenced by some other comments that have been made, so I've made a slight change to my order and I've um put Sir Clyde Walcott at number six and he'll be the wicket keeper. Um, The Lord Bofan will bat at number seven. Um, Sir Andy Roberts will be at number eight. Did I put put savers in, didn't I? You put Yes, I did put
2: savers
1: in. Yep. So, Sir Andy Roberts at number eight. Um, Sir Kirtley Ambrose at number nine. Sir Wesley Hall at number 10. And yeah, I'm open to suggestions. That's <laughs> <laughs> going to be another fast bowler from the West Indies, but I'm Well,
0: suggest. yeah, I mean, there's no spinners. You don't no, have a spin there, option. There's
1: been no spinners actually. Not M-
0: Maybe if Shane Warne would have behaved himself a bit more, he might have yeah. been available. Yeah. Um.
1: Look, so yeah, I I have the basic ten there. I'm tossing up whether um, you know, you got Courtney Walsh. He's Sir Courtney those days, isn't he? No, he's,
2: he's not. not. He's
0: Unfortunately, not.
2: Nah. you got, You've Clive, got Clive Lloyd. If you wanted to ink, strengthen he's, your he's, batting, he's
0: not going in at eleven though. <laughs> no,
2: nah. well, you well, then, you, if you're
1: going to go with that, in that case, I mean, I do have the spot open. I was thinking another bowl, of it. you could always push, you know, push a Lord, push Walcott down to seven, put both him at eight, and push Clive Lloyd into number six, and that will give you your full eleven. Yeah.
2: cool. Well done. All right.
0: Well, I'd see. Look, um. This was not – I didn't plan this, but I think I've pretty much got almost the same team as what Aaron just said. But uh, I've put Frank Worrell in at number six. Instead Um, of of Clive Clive Lloyd? Lloyd? Instead of Clive Lloyd, yes. (laughs) Um, And I've got Ian – the Lord Botham. Lord Bothan of Ravensworth
2: or? Ravensworth, yep yeah, Lord full,
0: full title um, I've got him at 8 so and then I go, oh, I, I put Richard Hadley in as well Sorry, who? Sir Richard. Sir Richard. <laughs> Sir Richard Adley. The only reason Sir Richard doesn't get into my team is
1: that I just decided to go for full-on pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. if I wanted one of the greatest bowlers of all time, I and mean, there obviously he's in there. But yeah. this is just a personal
0: well, that's, that's So I'm throwing some knights together. Let's see how fast they can bowl. Yeah. It's all, um, it's all pace. It's all pace. You, you don't have yeah. the option. And we really only have one wicket-keeping option yeah. unless you so, want to give the gloves to Alastair Cook.
2: You got you got part-time in Viv Richards and uh, Cigarfield Sobers can bully with a spin as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. true, so. true. Um, so I just, yeah, Hobbs, Hutton, Cowdery, Richards, Sobers, Frank Worrell, Clyde Walcott, the Lord Botham, Sir Richard Hadley, Kirtley Ambrose. Andy Roberts, and just chucks her in front of all. of All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've, I actually do have a bit of a different side, so it won't just be the three of us repeating the same thing. I went with Sir Cuthbert Gordon Greenwich. Yes. As my opener, his first name is Cuthbert. Yes, his first name's
0: Cuthbert. I uh, wouldn't call it to his uh, face though. Exactly. <laughs> I, I can see why he took <laughs> one of
2: his middle names. I went with the Lord Cowdrove of Tonbridge as my other opener. Wow. I went with Sir Everton de Courcy Weeks at number three. Yes. Yep. Sir Isaac Vivian Alexander Richards at four. Sir yep. Garfield Sir Auburn Sobers at five. Sir Clyde Leopold Walcott at six. Yep. The Lord Botham of Ravenworth at seven. Sir Richard John Hadley at eight. Sir Curtly Elcon, Linwall Ambrose nine. Sir Anderson Montgomery Everton Roberts. <laughs> At 10, and Sir Alec Victor Bedser at 11. Yes, Alec be- i have too
0: many names.
2: No. <laughs> um, I was like, I knew that Alec Bedser was um, very well regarded in English cricket. Oh, and, look, he's and, a great and, 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 and then, baseball. and then, yeah. um, yes, looking at his stats, there's some fairly impressive numbers in there, and yeah. uh, just sort of a bit of a change up. He was always a really great. Um, English, medium, fast. And you think if all the all the Queen's men are going to play, they're going to play somewhere in England. So, can you go back and say
0: Colin Cowdry's full title again? <laughs> because that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's mainly why I had him in my side. That, the, the Lord, that's very impressive.
2: The Lord Cowdery of Tonbridge. Yes. Yeah, and I have to what, be. I, I was going to go Len Hutton originally, uh, yeah. but um, uh, I've gone. I get to have two lords in my team <laughs> if I go Colin Cowdroy. and They're yeah, both yeah. very good uh, players. He
1: was always in my team, but he wasn't be the opener. Yeah. I always thought the Hutton and Hobbs had to to the no, openers. And, I mean, the thing is, if you have a look through that list, there's quite a few opening batsmen. There are a lot. List. There's Geoffrey Boycott is, is available. Sir Geoffrey Boycott, Sir Alastair Cook, Sir Andrew Strauss. Yeah. You know, they're guys we didn't even mention. Mm. And yeah. look at their records.
2: Yeah, there's a, a disproportionate amount of openers. Yeah, openers we, and fast bowlers. Do we think that England don't really like us a great deal because there are a number of West Indians in there yeah. Only Australian to be knighted as Sir Donald Bradman, and that's only because yeah. they had to. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you and know, the, you, you don't think
2: night, that you it? don't think that Sir Glenn McGrath has a, 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 a nice ring to it? Like, yeah, look, course. I just
0: don't think he behaved himself enough. I mean, he was better behaved than Warren, but you know, how
2: much could McGrath possibly not have behaved that much? If well, like Sir Vivian yeah. Richards, you can't you know, tell yeah. me that Sir Isaac v- no, <laughs> <so> <laughs> sure. Sir, Sir Richard Pond of Launceston. <laughs> Look,
0: he, he got in too many brawls Look, as the, man.
2: The Lord Botham of Ravensworth, you can't tell me that that wasn't oh, a guy that got into some new, into mischief in his youth. Like, I know, but, like he was either
0: that or he was a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, um, I think, yeah. I think, I think
2: like we, we need and, more knights. We yeah, need yeah. more knights in, in yeah. maybe we can well, talk so, to Charlie. More
1: interesting fact that they offered Bill Woodful. The, you, the great opening batsman the Australian opening batsman a knighthood and he knocked it back oh wow yeah. didn't know that yeah. he ended up getting all Australia, yeah, an, an OBE or something like that yeah. because like, he was a great teacher or something like that yeah. like, like,
0: edu, educator but right. yeah he knocked back uh, a knighthood it's kind of it's kind of badass in a way you know, it like, is isn't like, it it's, it's very uh, yeah
2: maybe well, I, don't, I don't think he's a body body line must have really started yeah. You can yeah. take your night and shove yeah. it, your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling cricket balls at my head. He was the one that got hit, wasn't it? Woodfall? Uh,
1: Woodfall got hit. Um, Bill Berto, old fiddles one got really seriously hurt. Had his jaw
0: broken. Mm. Um, they all got hit at some stage. Bradman even got hit. So yeah. You know, now, was- um, so we have to. Exp- should we explain why um, Bradman's not in there? Because
2: there might yeah. be some people okay.
0: So for those at their podcast,
2: right? How now. have you missed Sir Donald Brad? So the reason uh, I made the restrictions that they had to be knighted during Queen Elizabeth's reign, and Sir yeah. Donald Bradman was knighted in 1949. So they didn't they didn't waste time getting him knighted after yeah. his retirement. But so that was we, uh, that was King George. King George. Six. King yep. George the Sixth was yep. the person who knighted. So Queen Elizabeth's father. Yep, was the person who knighted Sir Donald Bradman. So unfortunately, was ineligible. And I'm pretty sure we'd have to. We, we. I'd safely say that Don Bradman would make all of our 11s if yeah. we were able to. I make don't you know. know. There's, there's
0: a lot of strong competition. Yeah. Yeah, no, not know. that strong.
2: Those are the yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that that'll do us for uh, for this episode. Thought it was just a nice, quick, easy, friendly. Eleven listing, no real hard work and research, just going through picking your uh, your preferences, and like uh, there are some I, astonishing cricketers in that list. I did my homework. I
1: oh. didn't copy off Aaron. No, he, and, yeah, he did. He, and he I did. was I was very impressed with the fact that I looked at my bowling lineup and I'm like, no, I don't no, I'm not going out to face that.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I'm not going out to face that. No, nice.
2: I'm going to retire. You just, you just walk out. You just walk out and you look at Sir Anderson Montgomery Everton Roberts at the other end yeah. and you just like, just knock the stumps yeah, over I, I and just, just walk accident, off.
1: Accidentally trod on my stumps and like, oh. before I was knocked onto them.
2: Either that or you go, all right, I've only got to see off. Three more balls of Sir Anderson, Montgomery, Everton, Roberts. And then you look over who's at fine leg warming up. Sir Kirtley, Elkhorn, Linwall, Ambrose. And you're like, no, I don't want to know. No, 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 no. (laughs) And
1: who's that down the other end? That's Sir Wesley Hall (laughs) uh, standing at mid on pulling faces at me.
2: So, yes, there, yeah, it's an astonishing, astonishingly talented group. As I said, it's
1: an, an extraordinary team that has like, the Lord Bowfam coming in at number seven or eight, Mm. you know, 383
2: wickets and 5,000 runs. It's not bad. Mm. And I think what's really touching about this is, you know, these are kings and queens. This is a a family that goes back generations, generations and generations and generations. And and cricket is so ingrained in the the Commonwealth, so the Kingdom of Great Britain, yeah. It's a culture that, yeah. that they're taking the time to acknowledge, yeah. and it's. And, and I'm not going to say pretend it's the only sport. There are like, so Lewis Hamilton obviously has been yeah. uh, knighted for his uh, exploits and in motorsport. he's been knighted, and, 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 but it's just a really Olympic athletes and stuff like it, that. I, it's really touching that uh, that the, the royal family will take time out to recognise. The exploits and and what that means to the people of their of their realm, their commonwealth, and you know Australia. We all talk about uh, Australia. We we love Donald Bradman because what he mean meant as a society to Australia and how much you know. At the end of the day, he's just a bloke to play cricket. Yeah. And what did the, you know? He's not he's not curing sick kids. He's you know he's not feeding the homeless. He's not building homes for people. He's just playing cricket, but the the weight and the value that that has for the society. I mean, that helped forge Australia coming out of the depression. Watching Bradman just make the best players in the world look like amateurs,
1: yeah.
2: uh, and the same thing that there's such a, a cultural impact of sport, and it's really great to see that uh, over the course of, of her reign, you know, Queen Elizabeth or her. Or but governor she's acknowledged, generals she's acknowledged it. Acknowledge that the, the, that there is an impact to her, mm-hmm. you know, to her people, and it's yeah. um, it's worth noting that some of the the very best that have created that impact get rewarded in that way. So, mm-hmm. very touching, um, and uh, may her Majesty rest in peace. So that will do us for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week, and I believe we'll have the rest of the Indian T20s knocked out. We might oh, miss most a of call. them. The, the most of them will be done. I think. Isn't it? They're playing seven
1: or something, or
2: six. It's quite a lot. Really I think. I think dangerous. it's five. Uh, think it's five for this one, and then in Pakistan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. England are playing seven, oh, okay. which is something we should probably touch on as well in that episode because uh, yeah. um, that's the first time that they've been mm-hmm. to Pakistan guess, since yeah. um, since. Um, Interestingly enough, Alex Hales is back. Yes, he's gotten the, the call back. Good for Alex Hales. Yeah, um, and he's, yeah. he's he's well acclimatised to playing cricket in Australia through, what his five or six straight years of the Big Bash. So he's yeah, going, to be, he's going to be. I think it's because Bearstow, obviously, is going to be miss the World Cup. So mm-hmm. well, um, we'll <clears throat> um,
1: Hales brings something to that team which is going to make them a better team.
2: Yeah, definitely find he's
1: a fine, fine 320 player. Definitely.
2: All right guys, until next week, thank you very much for indulging us in this episode and uh, until then, bye for now.
0: Bye guys. Over.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.